Hello! And welcome to another episode of The Raccoon and the Fox. Just a raccoon. I think I'll call it just a raccoon for until after October. Because I'm going to be doing these uh, horror movies and Halloween movies topics. I'm not going to do them all horror. I'm going to actually throw a couple of... I know this is the last week. But I got to throw in some uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost. Anyway, I'll be talking about the 1990s remake of Night of the Living Dead. Tom Savini who directed it and did the makeup. And I'll tell you all about my thoughts and topics on that in a bit. Well, dang, I've been hearing it over and over. and over. Actually, before I go into that topic, Halloween, I'm going to be the invisible man. Uh, I think Shannon might be a witch or a kitty cat. Who knows? I love Halloween. It's just one of those days that you get to have spooks and scares and thrills. Even though I don't eat candy. I never eat candy. Uh, I like a chocolate bar. Snickers. Twix is my favorite. I'll go as far as eating those. I've been known to have twi uh, um, Twizzlers. Licorice, yeah. I've been uh, not too fond of it. I tried it. I'm not too big on those. More of a chocolate bar. Like, I like Reese's Pieces. Alright, what the hell did I just bump on this computer? Alright, get rid of that. I'll just shut this off so I don't bump anything else. But that's when I was a kid. I uh, mostly would go trick-or-treating. Even though I didn't eat the candy except for the chocolate bars. Reese's Pieces. My dad loved it. So, he gave me a pillow uh, case. And, uh... You know, I remember they buy me one of those uh, plastic costumes with the plastic mask, <laughs> Batman mask, and, you know, go into the mall where it was safe. I'll tell you what, and this I'm talking about before this pandemic, before 2020. You know, I know the decline of the old tradition of kids dressing up and going door to door for Halloween uh, candy and saying trick-or-treating, you know, with their parents. And, like, you would see parents and kids up and down the blocks going door-to-door, -door, people handing out candy and just having a real good old American fun. And some play tricks. And why the adults would afterwards, the kids would go to bed, and the adults, they go to a costume party, have a babysitter. Ah. Uh, which my favorite movie to watch, you guessed it, it is Halloween. That is a class. That's everything. It has not just a serial killer, but goddamn, that's that's. I, we'll talk about that probably on Halloween. I'll try to do a podcast on um about that movie. Got some other movies. I should have done this. I didn't know how to go about this because there were so many movie reviews, and I didn't want to call my movies that I want to talk about reviews. More like, I guess, a topic. Because there's so many reviews on YouTube you can go to. Cinemasker is the, you know, bomb on that one. You know, that's my go-to for just reviews. Just even if I know what the movie's about, eh, 
still like hearing it, people talking about it. The Shining is probably, I wonder if The Shining, uh, I read the book, I have both the TV show series and the, the mini TV show series and, you guessed it, Stanley Cooper's The Shining. And holy cow, people analyzed the fuck out of that movie. It's like, I can't, I really don't want to watch, I only watched one review on YouTube. And it was about how the red book on Mr. Allman's desk can explain the whole movie. I'm like, okay, how can one... And it goes into the psychological uh, theory between subconscious and unconscious. Between there is a hygiene hi or hot, I forgot what the word was, where you're half asleep, you're half awake in a meditated state. Uh, it just goes into depth. And, um, and there's then followed by that YouTube video, there are so many analyzing of... The Shining, and I'm thinking, holy shit. If I watched those movies, do you know how bad the movie would have been ruined for me? I guess it's a song, that one song that everyone has an interpretation for. Anyway, I'm going to talk about Night of the Living Dead in a little bit. So I just want to talk to you about Halloween costume. I'm going to be uh, making my own costume again. Last two years, I had a, I just got a cheap Ted from the movie Ted costume, a teddy bear. And this year, I just found some welding glo um, goggles and found some wrapping, you know, tape. It was not wrapping bandages. And I remember when I got um, horribly burned as a kid, third-degree burns around my stomach. I had wraps, and it was around October... And I had all these wraps, so I decided to become a mummy because I loved the Universal Horror movies. From the 30s and 40s all the way up to the early 50s. 50s was the time where the space alien UFO uh, invasion started. You know, the, Earth just, the day the Earth stood still, attack of the UFOs and the... Uh, spider thing so this year I'm gonna do the same thing with the wraps cause I found some wielding goggles and I said hey you know what I'm gonna be the invisible man so that's what I'm gonna do and no I'm not going to any parties I just like to dress up just to have fun and I might go out maybe to get some food <laughs> That'd be weird to go ordering something like that. Shannon, I was trying out a little sample. I need to get more bandages, wraps. Shannon was like, "Let me see in my shoulder," and she was like, "Ugh, you're scary." Oh man! Speaking of the last week, you know, actually, it's kind of. I'm glad. You know, next week I hope just goes. Bah. I'm just next week I hope it just goes by really fast because I am so sick and tired of getting campaign shit in the mailbox I hadn't checked the mailbox for two or three days and the last time I checked we had nothing but these cardboard campaign shit and I just I'm sick of it and I everyone and it's pointless 
And I'm thinking, a trees, trees are dying for this bullshit. Because one, everyone's got their mind made up for who they want. Alright? Now, I'm not a dip, I don't mean to dip my toe in the politics in the show, and I apologize for, you know, if you don't want to hear about it really quick. But I figured, hey, you know what? It's going to be said. But I'm not going to go in too deep. I'm just going to dip my toe in the water here. You know, it's like, damn. And then, then like, it's getting worse by the closer it gets to the election till the third, it seems they increase the ads, they increase the mailboxes. You're getting phone calls. God, I'm surprised, like, you're not taking, you're going to sleep. All right, I gotta get my, I gotta get some sleep. You're dreaming and, like, did you know why you're sleeping? You have a dream. Did you know why you're sleeping? So-and-so wants to take away your gun rights. And they also doesn't believe in the second of the... Get out of my head! Oh, man, I am tired of this. This is, you know... And, you know, it's just arguing. It's like the mafia. Like, you want to get the Dems and you want to get the Repubs. Sit down. Okay, we call this sit down for a meeting. You so-and-so don't agree with this. And you guys think the, the far left is doing that. We're here to try to make us some common ground. All right. What do you propose, Dems? They write, a, like, you want per 50% on so-and-so. What do you say? Make Write something down, pass them, and present it to them. Like, go fuck yourself. Really, Repubs? You're going to write that down? Let me see that. Oh, that's funny. You got it out of your system? Yeah, put your fingers down, Bob. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's pretty much the whole, it's like a mafia kind of thing. We propose, we do and so and so. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not too. In... Anyway, yeah, I got my ballot. Um, beginning of this month? No, last month, I think. Yeah. I didn't want to re originally vote. But I felt like, well, shit, you sent it to me. And I thought about just throwing it in the trash, but then, you know, with this whole, well, you know, I'm from Montana, so if I threw my vote, I was thinking, oh, crap, what if someone finds, someone's going to be, there's someone digging in trash right now, and they're going to see my ballot, and they're going to think, Someone just threw or throwing ballots out. Worcester Shea home. No, I threw it out because I didn't want to vote. Why? Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't count because the electoral votes are the ones that get the real deals. I mean, what, do, what does my vote get? A participation? Oh, well, thank you for voting. Here's your sticker. And we'll put you in the popular vote, okay? That's where you go. So you should feel special. Now ah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I uh, hear Shannon in the other room. She's laying down the ticket now. <laughs> That's what it is. That's how I feel like it. Hey, you know, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I have a pretty goddamn good idea what's going to happen, but hey, you know what? It's four more years of bullshit, and we can move on, hopefully. Alright, so, speak, and you know, it's another thing. It's just like, can we, I can't even talk to certain people on Facebook without them bringing up fucking, making it political. 
it's like if I was in a room, right, trying to find some gra- some common ground we all can agree on. I said I could be in a room full of Dems and Repubs. It's like, hey, you know what? No matter what you guys are falling for, there's one thing we all can agree on, right? Like, what's that way? Hey, we're tired. We're tired of the campaign ads, right? We can agree on that. Leave it to one motherfucker to start making the ground uneven and separate, saying, yeah, especially those Joe Biden uh, things. Taking away our rights, taking away our freedom. Oh, yeah, motherfucker. Well, you got a racist running. Oh, come on, guys. I'm trying to find some ground to put us together. God damn it. That's how I feel. Jesus. And speaking of not finding common ground, it re- that leads me to the 1990 Night of the Living Dead. Yes. Why? How does it? Well, think about it. If you've seen the movie, you don't know the movie, you should watch the movie. Night of the Living Dead is a bunch of people who are trapped in the house with a pandemic of people turning into zombies and the dead rising. You get bit, you turn into a zombie. Zombie 101. Meanwhile, the characters, Ben and Cooper, are yelling at each other, cannot get along, cannot agree on anything, and they're trying to get their they're trying to get their right. Like, no, my way's the right way. No, my way's the right way. And they're at each other's throats when there's a bigger threat, much like kinda like what's going on. A pandemic. We're at each other's throats. You know. Alright, so let me take a swig of coffee because this coffee gets cold. Why is the coffee always getting cold? Side note about coffee. It's like lukewarm. Like now I'm starting to understand why McDonald's coffee is so boiling hot. Like you could go to McDonald's and someone tries to hold a McDonald's up and you have a hot cup of coffee. Splash! Ah! Next thing that guy's face is two-faced. Halfway scarred. He's like the Phantom of the Opera. How hot that coffee is. But this coffee. And it's hot. It's hot as hell when it comes out. Have to let it cool down. But when it starts cooling down. <sighs> I can't. I know I got a warmer too. But I don't. We only got one and it's a plug in. And that warmer keeps your hot. It takes a while to warm up. Hold on for a second. What's that? I know I can move the warmer in here, but uh, most of done with the coffee anyway. <laughs> Shan's saying you can move your warmer in there, or I could put you guys on pause and warm this up. All right, I will be right back. Well, instantaneously, because I'm just putting you guys on pause. Jesus Christ, this is hot. Alright, okay, now I got a cup of hot coffee. Ow. A little drip fell on me. Alright. Now I gotta find my notes I was had so I know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, I already went to cover that. Night of the Living Dead. 
It was original in 1968, it was, right? The first version of George A. Romero's, co-written by Judith O'Day, was an independent film. And pretty good one. I'm pretty sure a lot of people can are doing a lot of that stuff on YouTube. And they do good jobs. I've seen uh, fan-made Star Wars films, fan-made horror films with Jason and Michael Myers, even video games, and they do a really good job. So if you're one of those, um, happens to do one of those, you guys are doing great jobs. Uh, in the 1990, Tony Savini star, um, directed and did the makeup of the zombies at Night of the Living Dead. This was the first um, exposure to Night of the Living Dead as a kid I got to saw. Now, I've seen it in black and white, but I didn't understand. I just thought they were the same movies. Since I thought like some TV shows were black and white and some were in color. At the time, my dad was always saying, well, well, I don't understand. You can watch horror movies, not get scared, but you are afraid and scared to death to go into a haunted house. And I'm talking about those trick-or-treating when you go into a haunted house. It always scared me. So, it starts just, it's pretty much the same. The 90s version is pretty much the same as the old one. With a little differences. This time, Barbara is more um, stronger and independent. She starts off as the screaming damsel in distress, which I find that right off the bat, I find it kind of humorous where Barbara and her brother, Johnny, get attacked by the first zombie. Now, John, Johnny's trying to throw the zombie off Barbara, trying to fight the zombie, but Barbara's also trying to fight the zombie. Except Barbara keeps doing more harm to Johnny, like kicking the zombie's head into Johnny's head, jaw. And when Johnny tries to come back and pull the zombie off Barbara, Barbara takes one of those um, reefs that uh, you stick into the ground to stab the zombie up, ends up stabbing Johnny her brother's hand, which makes it worse. Finally, Johnny goes back for a third time. The two struggle, and Johnny, they both trip, and Johnny's head smashes right on the headstone, crushing his head. We never see the Johnny, um, Johnny's, uh, become a zombie. Maybe it's because the head's been damaged, and he can't come back from that. I always thought they should have had that scene instead of Barbara get revenge for the zombie that killed her brother. Her brother should be just walking among the dead. You know, I think, would she be able to pull the trigger? I'm going to say yes, because if you see the 1990 version and the original, his brother's kind of a dick to her. Go up being an ass or just be a typical brother. Anyway, I also find it hilarious when Barbara's running, making her way towards a farmhouse. She's yelling, hey, hey, and she's standing next to a stack of hay. I don't know if that, I just put the two together on that one. She later finds out, she later is encountered by Ben, which is played by Tony Todd and is the coolest 
character in the whole movie. And I'm pretty sure that no one's going to dispute me on that one. But then again, maybe someone will. Ben! Oh, excuse me. Ben is, like I said, Ben is the by far the best character in there. He helps Barbara, and he sees Barbara fights the zombie, so he knows he can fight. She, that's telling her, like, hey, I can trust you to fight these things, and I want to survive with you until we can get some real help. We're stuck out here in the middle of nowhere in this farmhouse. Night falls. Later, they find out as the cellar door opens, which you can call basement, either or, the basement or cellar door slowly opens. Ben takes this as another zombie coming out of the basement, and he rams the door, almost breaking, later to be the dick of the show, Cooper. Mr. Cooper. Not hang don't be not to be mistaken with hang out with Mr. Cooper. Harry Cooper is his full name. The two instantly dislike each other and are at each other's throats. You mind telling me what you were doing down there? Ben asked. Didn't you hear us? We could have used your help, still holding the gun at Mr. Cooper. Ben Cooper. Or I mean Harry Cooper. And Cooper replies to him, Well, Ben, you damn near broke my arm. And then, Listen, we just heard a bunch of noise. We didn't know what was going up here. For all I know, you could have been one of those things, Cooper says. But, I think Johnny is his name? No, no, Tommy is his name. Tommy or he wraps him up and says, No, that's not true. We heard her crying. We heard her. We knew she was in trouble. We were just scared us all. Now, Ben knows that Cooper is just already a liar and cannot trust him. Integrity to Ben in his face saying, Integrity is everything. The two start arguing and already into each other's faces, literally. And finally, Ben just finally says it. You know, Mr. Cooper, I've only known you for about two minutes, but that... Yeah, I said Cooper. You know, Cooper, I've known you only for two minutes, but that's enough time to know that I don't like you that much. You probably feel the same about me. Pretty much, so... Cooper says, to end it all... Er, um... Ben suggests they board up the windows and hold out until some help comes, unless they really do need to get out of here. There's also missing keys that, that goes to the gas pump. If they could find it, they could drive the truck down there with little film they can, fill up the truck, and they could go and get rescue. However, Cooper doesn't think that's the best solution. He thinks waiting it out down the cellar with a barcade Blocking the door is the best solution. But Coop or Ben thinks if you get enough zombies in the house, they could push the door open and they'd be trapped. As Ben and Tommy and Judith, which is the most annoying 
character in the whole movie with her screaming and her bitching, which I'm glad to see her get killed off. I would put her on one of the top five annoying screamers in a horror movie. I might do a little podcast on that. Maybe I'll just do one and put the pause button when I'm done doing this whole uh, topic. And then give you a five top five annoying sc- screamers. Anyway, they start boarding up the windows, realize they're running out of wood. Tommy says, hey, you know what? Down in the cellar, there's more boards and wood and doors we could use. Cooper is sorry locked the door and refuses to open the door. And Ben shouts and threatens to blow the door open with a shotgun if he doesn't. Finally, Cooper says, okay, fine, he go take the barricade off and opens the door. But Ben is furious, pushing him against the door, even threatening him with a gunpoint, saying, you keep this, from now on, you keep this door unlocked. We may need to get down there if things go worse. Cooper goes, oh, yeah. Just so you can have the best of both worlds. Well, that's not going to happen. You go down there, you go down there now. Both of them are shouting at each other's throat. Meanwhile, the zombies are already up on the deck and already banging on the windows. And those two are wasting time fighting each other. At each other's neck. Thinking what's the best solution. what, How to politicalize, if you will. Anyway, so... Cooper leaves the door open. They go and get the doors and boards. And then Cooper, or Ben, notices Cooper's daughter, who's wounded, and laying on a big door. Cooper looks at Ben and says, What? You want this one too? And Ben gives him such a snarl, like, Wasn't even thinking that. I was just looking at your wounded daughter, seeing that she needs help. But he doesn't say that. He just, you can see it in his face. So anyway, they board up the windows, but the zombies are right there. They're already crashing through the windows, and they're fighting them off. And the annoying screaming, Judith is screaming. People are shouting at each other. And when finally, Barbara shoots one of the zombies in the head. I forget the guy's name. Judith, a zombie, a person that Judith knew, you shot Mr. So-and-so. He was already dead. I didn't look at his back. I didn't do that. Finally, another zombie, to me, which looks like a zombie Dulcim from Street Fighter, comes in. Barbara shoots him, like, three times into the chest and then the domino. And she's shouting at Judith, Is he dead? Boom! Is he dead? Boom! Is he dead? Boom! And Ben finally shouts at Barbara, Girl, you are losing it! And she looks at Ben, Am I? And points it, shoots him, drills him right in the head. Um, the zombie in the head, not Ben. And she goes, whatever I lost, I lost a long time ago. Now Barbara kind of, it's already transformed. She lost the skirt, she got found some pants, so she's already changed. She's gone from damsel in distress to warrior woman. Independent, strong woman now. Like uh, Sigourney Weaver, strong. Sarah Connor fight. Alright, I gotta take a little break. Have to hit the pause button because I, I, I gotta make a pit stop. <sighs> Nothing like coffee to make you go. Anyway, so now Barbara's 
strong and independent. Finally, I forget who found the keys, but they found the keys to the gas uh, tanks. So they diverted a plan that Ben would go with Tommy and Judith and fight off the zombies while they fill up the tank. They do this, and as they're filling up the tank, when Ben flies off the back of the truck, now he's fighting zombies while he's telling Tommy and Judith to keep going. Or no, Tommy doesn't realize... No, Judith doesn't is driving, and she doesn't realize that Ben flew off the back of the bed of the truck. So Ben fights his way back to the house, doing some football kind of tackles and dodges. And he's pretty badass at doing them, punching zombies in the face, throwing them left and right, literally. Like, I'm even doing a stiff arm, I think, if I recall. So that's pretty cool. He takes a torch and he's tor uh, throwing the torch at these zombies. And he get makes his way safely back into the... No, he's... No, he first tries to catch up with them, with Tommy and Judith. Well, Tommy realizes that they got the wrong damn keys. And so instead of, like, taking the truck and going back, Tommy thinks it's wise and th was such a great idea to take the gun to the gas tank and shoot the lock off. Ben sees it from a distance and says, Tommy, what the hell you think you're doing? He shoots, boom, killing him and his girlfriend into a barbecue for the zombies to eat, which you see later in the movie. So, as you guess, the plan doesn't work. The zombies make their way into the house, and Cooper tries to go, gets his head fought with Barbara and gets the gun. Oh, there's another, um, before I get any further, a while back, Cooper is looking at the TV for the broadcast. Now, he decides he's going to take it down and just put it down on the first floor. But Ben sees him, and he's standing near the basement. Ben, ben thinks Cooper's going to take the TV down there. And the both two struggle and fight over the TV, like two kids fighting over a ball on the at recess on the playground. Both struggle, they fall back, and they drop the TV down the basement, busting it. And Cooper's mad, and they're shouting at each other. He goes, nice going, dickhead. You just destroyed the TV. Or way to go, asshole. You just destroyed the TV. You were taking it downstairs. I was not. The two, f share, um, the two throw punches, and Ben puts them in an uh, arm bar cross. Holds his armor behind his back. He says, you're going to take it downstairs so you can have it all to yourself. I was not, Cooper says. I, you can't get reception downstairs in the basement, dickhead, as Cooper puts it. Anyway, forgot to mention that. Um, but finally, Cooper tries to go back into the basement. But her do his daughter had turned into a zombie. Now, he backs away. Can't even shoot and put, you know, her daughter to final rest. Ben tries to reason with Cooper, saying, kill it, Cooper. But she's my daughter, he says. But then the, his daughter starts making a beeline towards Cooper, or Ben. 
Ben tries to shoot it, but Cooper takes the gun and shoots Ben in the shoulder. Both exchange blows. Oh, by the way, Ben does kill his um, undead er, zombie daughter. Why Cooper and them both exchange uh, shots. Cooper gets shot and mortally wounded. He goes into the base, or he goes upstairs. He's the one who goes upstairs. Why Cooper is too hurt. Barbara says, come on, Ben, we can make it. But Ben is too wounded and too hurt to do anything. He goes, I'd never make it. Instead, he tries his last effort to go into the cellar. Why Cooper goes into the attic. Both men stay there for the rest of the night. By the way, Ben finally lights a cigarette and realized the gas key was up on the wall the whole time. That's the last time we see Cooper, or I mean Ben, alive. Or, for that matter, Cooper. Well, as you figured, why I think this movie is the most realistic zombie movie and the most closest thing to a realistic Zombie apocalypse. We got a bunch of redneck killbillies with their pickups and six packs with their shotguns and camel, dressed in camels, shooting zombies, rounding them up, hanging them, having fun, having barbecues. And when they take a chainsaw, the old Barbara goes back to the house hoping to find Ben still alive. But Ben, overnight, had probably died from his gun wounds and turned into a zombie. They put him out of his misery. Cooper, however, is still alive and is surprised to see Barbara. He he looks crazed, but yet at the same time overjoyed to see Barbara back. He goes, you came back. You came back with a big smile. And what does Barbara do? Murder him. Shoot him right in the head. And the guys come and they, the two uh, rednecks, they say, huh? He goes, another one for the fire. Anyway, and, uh, well, it ends like that, pretty much. You know, they show photos of people uh, gathering these zombies and killing them. So, yeah, I think this is the most realistic thing to uh, what a real-life zombie apocalypse, if everyone, if... Yeah, I can't talk. If a zombie apocalypse ever existed, this is how it gone down. People yelling at each other, debating, politicalizing it. You'd have every hillbilly and redneck with their six packs in their guns, cause every I mean, lot, listen, listen, man. Just about everyone has a gun, just like everyone has a cell phone. And zombies. All they have to do is shoot them, round them up, cling them up. We got the U.S. Army. I just don't think U.S. has the most guns. So everyone's going to be going in hunting parties. And people are going to fight, still be fighting and arguing. And political, political I can't even talk. Uh, putting politics to the damn thing. Why, there's a bigger threat. Well, maybe not that big of a threat. Maybe the, we'll have a president say... Uh, don't worry about the zombies, you know, you just put, shoot them in the head. It's nothing to be fear. You know, so if you see one, just get a blunt object, hit it, and 
it's not a big thing. <laughs> hey guys, thank you for listening to this uh, re- my topic of Night of the Living Dead, the 1990 version. I think I'm going to be doing a next one uh, tomorrow, The Shining, Stan Cooper's sh- uh, Shining. Alright, so stay tuned because I'm going to give you the top annoying screamers in movies. Alright, you know how I said f- top five annoying screams? Well, I'm, I cut it down to top four because I couldn't remember the fourth one. Alright, here is Nora from House of the Haunted Hill. Holy cow. That is part, like, that must have been half her line. Says, Judy was the uh, name I got, I think I was saying wrong from the 1990 Night of the Living Dead. The most annoying character. And I didn't put this in, like, to the least or worst. I'm just putting it up there. Okay, even though this is not really horror, I felt like it was fitting to add her into uh, this annoying scream was Willie from Temple of Doom. Uh, again, half of her lines. And finally, Jenny Hall from the 1933 Invisible Man. Her scream was so annoying, even her husband, who got hurt and attacked by the uh, uh, Invisible Man, was telling her to go, ah, shut up. All right, thanks for listening. I hope you found this entertaining. Oh, by the way, speaking of um, The Invisible Man of 1933, did you know, um, hold on, did you know Flora Cairnley, oh, no, that was the, uh, that's that's her um, character's name, Gloria Stewart. Played in the 1933 um, Invisible Man as Flora. She also starred in the 1999, I think it was, in the movie Titanic as the little old lady. I learned that. I actually learned that on YouTube. Alright guys, thank you for listening again. And I hope you guys have a happy Halloween and uh, a safe one at that. If you're just staying at home, well, good. As long as there's not a serial killer out on the loose, you should be well protected. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much.